podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I'm Lucy Cecil. And I'm Olivia Taylor. Hello, Olivia. It is you, it is I. We are here again. Yes, we're here again, <laughs> after not very many days. No, again, we are doing a quick turnaround between pods because our lives are just very busy at the moment. Fraught with engagements. <laughs> it's wedding season, everybody. It is. <laughs> um, not for us. No, not for us. Yeah, we're actually getting married, so... Uh, <laughs> That's why we're having to do the podcast right a couple of days after the last one. But no, we're not. You are going to a wedding at the weekend, which means that our usual sort of weekend times of recording is not happening. No, I'm going to a wedding in Plymouth. So that is a very far distance away. Plymouth to Manchester. Yeah. Not the most direct. On the train. Cannot believe you're going on the train. I know. And it's not even Plymouth. It's like Plymouth adjacent. (laughs) So So you're you're getting the train to Plymouth, but then it is further from there i'm getting the train to exeter and then oh, okay yeah and then i'm like going somewhere really random yeah. after that and then it's like an hour taxi yeah, right from that. that yeah i've got the train all the way to exeter before have you yeah it's a long yeah train. we have a lot of like gin in a tin plans <laughs> so we've got we've got travel scrabble we've got uh <laughs> no we have no actually i should bring cards yes absolutely bring cards yeah i love playing shithead yeah on the train and does uh, your and- friend who you're traveling with like to play know if she does actually you have to make her yeah, yeah i feel like i'll make her and i'm really good at shithead as well so Ooh, well, get good. with that but the thing that i always do about cards because mm. i only ever play on like going on holiday i always I, I never can remember the rules i always have to look up the rules and then once i like know the rules again i'm like oh yeah this is like this this runs through my veins like my blood yes you are very good you are you're passionate you're a passionate woman when it comes to shithead yes definitely i'd really yeah. like it yeah well i love a card game too so yeah. you know maybe we should put down a couple hands well couple olivia the trick taylor needs to learn how to play <laughs> poker you do and actually um uh poker has been uh discussed in my house ha- discussed <laughs> Poker has been discussed in my house recently because uh, Adams and his friends want to start playing poker. Okay. And I had to teach him how to play it on an online machine. And it was because we couldn't find any cards. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to be doing some po- po- poker masterclasses. Come along. Great. And uh, then we can all learn. And then we can yeah. all be the tricks. You should start up an Eventbrite and get uh, <laughs> young poker hopefuls to come and learn at the heels of the master. Yeah, I'm Okay. <laughs> not very good i'm not i'm actually really bad at poker are you I, well I'm not, I'm not really bad i just like i love to play it yeah i love to be there love to be part of it but i'm not good at it but you're into so many games you've got your poker you've got your fantasy football <laughs> you've dabbled in a bit of D. I have yeah thrown dice a few times if you want to <laughs> you must know but um, no I'm, I'm all of them i'm not good at okay <laughs> just enjoy it i'm there i'm there for the spirit of the game okay great but yeah okay great how's your week been or even your few days um, what have I done? Well, on Friday, we went out to Hawksmoor, didn't we, for our oh, lovely we celebration did. meal. It was great. We were there for like three hours. Time just flies stop. when you're in this dark pyro room. Yeah, when you're in a dark pyro room and you're in an absolute line of just everybody on a date. Yes. It was really funny. We were, just... we, we were in the date row, <laughs> Yeah, we were in absolute daters row. Yeah. <laughs> Population six million. I know. But um, it was lovely. Yeah. Very nice. We, we did good. some good, like, business chat. Mm. Some good, like friend chat mm. just some good times yeah some good some good forward planning mm. um yeah so i think that it is very useful we should put a recurring date in the diary for posh steaks okay i'm gonna only be able to do that like twice a year yes that's recurring <laughs> okay, enough good. for me that's recurring enough for once me. a year annual annual steak yes okay good great i think that's reasonable oh, enough it's gonna be like our it's like our agm exactly for the body. yeah love it 
I think, okay. yeah, that's a great idea. So I've done Admiral that. General Mead. Yes, I've done that. And I went to, oh, I went to like a, a thing for the greatest showman, like where you like sing along with the film of it. Lovely. Which is not very me. But yeah. um, it is, my stepsister loves it. Yeah. And it's cute because um, she is a year six teacher and she did it as her like class production and so she like knows all of the words and like (laughs) choreographed all of her own dances was she doing them in the audience basically yes (laughs) basically yes um so we did that we had a little family outing which was very sweet Mm -hmm. and then on sunday i wrote that bloody wedding speech yeah you've done it well done yes how is that for you i think it's okay i can You're perform ready. it for you after this oh if you want. God, please <laughs> one woman show i know i sent you the poem though so. you did and that poem was very it's good it's good it's very isn't it? good yeah, yeah I've never, i never i've never read it before oh i love yeah. it yeah and i was like oh this is great yeah and then i was like tearing up by the end i know yeah. it doesn't make you tear up i was like so sat I need, watching i was like oh, i need to make sure that it, my delivery elicits a tearful crowd oh i'm sure i'm sure it will i'm okay. sure it will are you doing it like in the ceremony or in the like uh, post like mealy bit, if you know what I mean. I think it'll be in the mealy bit. Mm. I asked her mum, but um, I'm not really sure. Okay, well, um, yeah, it's what it is. It is what it is. But um, yeah, I have. I need to. I need to talk logistics because I'm a woman of much needed organisation. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 You need to know where you need to be, when you need to be there. You want to know exactly. And I'm very in touch with my own personality traits because I have downloaded CoStar <laughs> and have peaked my own lesbianism. <laughs> You are now, now, from now on, you don't need to be asked what you're living and longing for. You just need to refer to your app and then yes. you'll just tell me. Yeah. Because it will tell you. Yeah. And it tells me every day what I am. And if there's anything. What you are. Yeah. Like, as in just how like, you're feeling. Yeah. And like, what I love loads is being told what I am. I love that. You love to be told what you are. I love that. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I, I love it. I love it <laughs> when. Actually, that's very much our star size. Yes. Is it not? I love it when, I love it when people go like you're kind of the person who would do that and I'm like mm, tell me more about like what you have gleaned about my personality it makes me feel it makes me feel seen mm. and it makes me feel like people are thinking about me which I like oh yeah yeah I I kind of like that in a sense but I also really hate it and yeah. I'm also like <laughs> you don't know me yeah <laughs> excuse me <laughs> see you don't like it <laughs> Yes. uncomfortable already yes but as i mentioned to you earlier we are a great uh create we make a great creative partnership tauruses and capricorns yeah well we've only got to look at the success of our gorgeous potty baby to yes know that. and we both like luxury at a reasonable price that is incredibly true yes that's why we're gonna have great holidays and <laughs> <laughs> um, how was your week uh, my weekend essentially yes. was very nice. Yes, also went to that dinner with you. I was there as well. Oh yes, you yeah. were. It was a nice time. Um, and then Saturday just went out drinking for a bit, and then uh, stayed in Saturday night, watched um, a couple of films with housemates, and just Sunday just did up some chores and bits, and then I've just been doing kitchen. Yeah, so, of course. Sorry, everybody. I'm still doing kitchen. I know it's been basically the did, whole. Did of this you podcast. take? Did you take a before photo? So yeah, that you can do got a couple. Okay. Can't wait to do a grand reveal. Yeah, because I think we owe we owe the listeners that. Oh yeah, absolutely. We're also gonna do a like. Um, me and my dad are gonna do. So we still got all the plastic like on the you know 
on the cupboards. Mm. I'm going to do a grand unveiling of like ripping it all off, which will be really satisfying. Cause Very much so. Once. So how long do you think it's going to take you before you actually properly finish it? So there's still a few bits to do. I think it depends on my, it really depends how much my dad can get up and do them. So another couple of weeks, mm. I would say at least maybe another month. Okay. <laughs> but I will obviously be letting you all know because I know course. you're dying to hear about it. So speaking of not dying, what are you living and longing for? Um... <laughs> That was a, a flawless segue. It's <laughs> getting really good at them now. Yeah, right? you really are. It's just... <laughs> pop. Yeah. Um, yes, I am living for... Now, get ready to be for your world to be rocked at just how rock and roll slash staring down the barrel of 30 that I am. <laughs> but I am living for the Cheshire show on a Wednesday. I don't even know what you're talking about. The Cheshire show is like, it's like a country show. Yeah, are you going to that? Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, because my brother, well, it's a whole thing. Yeah. My my brother goes yeah. and he usually enters cakes. Yes, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I did know that. But there's no cake competition this year, which is highly upsetting How to bizarre. him and to us all. And we made several, Shocking. yeah, made several phone calls about it, but the rumours are true. <laughs> There are no cake competitions Rumor this year. Rumor has it, no cake competition. Exactly. Um, so, yes. So we're just going to go anyway, make the best of things. Yes. Even though we can't win anything this year. Well, he can't win anything Aww, this year. Oh, what a shame. I know. Um, yeah, so, because he, yeah, he enters cakes in that one and then he does one that's more local to us at the Disney show where he enters vegetables. Yeah, I thought he did a veg one somewhere. Yeah, he enters fruit and vegetables. And then uh, my other friend, every single year, used to enter her chinchilla that would win the prize every single year for yeah. the best animal. But then the chinchilla died last mm, last year. Yeah. So R.I.P. Mr. Chi, Peruvian heartthrob, we love you. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so yes. adorable. It is, we're going to be just very much those people on Wednesday so that'll that be nice sounds stunning to have a day off in the middle of the week yeah always yeah. always a nice time very good and what are you longing for? I am longing for Slater Kinney because we just bought tickets today that is my same longing for oh, I'm just gonna obviously bring that I knew it'd be yours yes and I was like well I'm not making it mine because you know we're allowed to share things yeah we're allowed to um, long for the same thing yes we finally got tickets to well yeah well I say finally only because we signed up for pre-sale but um, unfortunately whoever was behind the brains behind the machine were not working very well because basically no one got sent their pre-sale code mm. and then all the websites weren't working there was no like to put code it was very frustrating it was very was the code hurry on home no it was the center won't hold which is like the name of their album oh, okay. so um but yeah it was very stressful but eventually yes got them secured them and we will be going <laughs> feb 2020 watch out <laughs> so yes that's what i'm longing for as well um and i think we will have a great time february 2020 yeah when did you think it was, it was october for some reason oh is that self-esteem that's uh, self-esteem yeah 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 i know they just wait but we'll be here before we know it probably maybe yeah, maybe <laughs> yes so i am longest slate kenny as well but i am living for very boring we just talked about it but i finally painted my kitchen a color <laughs> and this is really important to me because i've wanted to paint this kitchen wall since like the day i walked into this flat four years ago and now it's actually like this amazing bright green and it just looks so proper and nice and it's just really all coming together and made me feel very um house proud and i just i'm really living for my living quarters <laughs> so yeah very pleased with that and that is uh, boring but that's just me okay but let's crack on olivia because we've got a lot to get through we do this, this week this time, yeah. yeah this is actually an extra special episode isn't it it really, truly it is. Truly, truly is. We've been keeping this. Truly under, under, scrumptious. This, 
We've been keeping this burning, burning bright light under a bushel, and we are ready to uh, release it onto the world, unto, unto you. Um, (laughs) In December of last year, um, God, this is a long story, but I'll try and make it short. Yeah. Olivia contacted me out of the blue. No, not out of the blue. We were in contact, but out of the blue, she said, what are you doing this weekend? And I said, oh, um, nothing, I don't think. And she said, do you want to go to Diva Fest? 2018 um and just for a little bit of background diva fest is well it was the first ever inaugural diva fest music festival run by diva magazine with a like full female lineup yeah so basically i got in touch with you asked you if you were free because i a couple of my friends were already going to diva fest and it's basically a music festival that has been invented and is run by diva magazine yeah and it's a music festival it's like an all-female lineup and they also have um lots of other different performers and they have drag kings and loads of different um entertainment bits like that and it was in great yarmouth (laughs) and it was in this like it was like they they booked out a whole holiday camp yeah um and you know in in december in december and it was everything that that sounds like it is yeah so i managed so like four of my friends were already going and then they were like come 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 and i was like oh i don't know and then i man and then they were like see if you can get a ticket as in a a free ticket Mm. and i was like well how am i gonna do that long story short dear listener i did it (laughs) and reader she did it yes and i did it um for more than one ticket oh she did so then i rang you and said are you free blah 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 and you were like oh yeah well i'm like being nervous about what i was gonna say and i was like basically we're going to great yarmouth and we're being in this caravan park so like get with that get your bag packed basically yeah so we went (laughs) so we went off we went on the friday afternoon it was like i think it was raining yeah and obviously december was freezing drove all the way to great arm it took a thousand years because Mm. there were no motorways out there which was something i did not agree with five hours yeah it was six hours right the the initial one on the way there but we were loving it because we were just listening to all the tunes and getting very excited yeah we arrived about mm, 7 p.m or something like that yeah um and just as we like rocked up your friends also like rocked through the, d- the doors of the caravan park yeah and we were like ah yeah and like, i know i haven't met a couple of them and it was really they were oh, yeah. very welcoming straight away it was that lovely was like, it was amazing back yeah when you didn't know- exactly Aww. that was when i was inaugural like like uh, welcomed into the diva group yeah. as we call ourselves Aww. um yes and we stayed in the caravan six birth all to ourselves didn't we yes yeah, <laughs> it was gorgeous um and yeah, Diva Fest began and uh, we went into, so on the first, so Diva Fest is primarily was founded by and is run by Heather Peace. Yes. Who I'm sure a lot of the lesbian community will recognise the name of. Waterloo Road, Lip yeah. Service. Lip Service, yeah. And singer-songwriter and, yeah. in her own right. Um, and she was uh, headlining the first night with a big band. Mm. So there was like, we walked into the, uh, the aptly named The Arena. Yes. <laughs> and walked through into this great classic caravan park room, low ceilings, tables everywhere, the longest bar you've ever seen. And there was the big band playing. It was such a like atmosphere. Mm. It was amazing. And Heather Peace walked right past us, didn't she, right at the beginning? Yeah. And we sort of lost our minds a bit because we were just very excited. Um, And then, uh, yeah, she played that night. And then uh, next evening's headliner was Katie Tunstall. And that was like the main sort of, the Saturday night headliner was the main sort of like, act of the festival 
yeah, so it was Katie Tunstall on the second night and we all had a jolly time and we all had a lot of drinks. Um, we and met loads of lovely, lovely, lovely lesbians yeah, as well. Yeah, so many lovely huns. And then on, I think it was, yeah, it was Gabrielle, wasn't it, on the Monday? The Sunday night. On the Sunday. Yeah. And anyway, on our last day, we um, got the chance to interview Katie Tunstall and Heather Peace for the podcast. Yeah. And have a chat so about... So grateful for being offered that. Yeah, and, and be able to have a chat with them about um, the music festival, what they envisage the future of it um, as being. And um, yeah, it was a really, really interesting chat with um, both of these women. And already um, it seems like it's going to be um, expanding for next year. Yeah. They've got Shura headlining. Yeah, which is amazing. Um, so, you know, I think it could really go from strength to strength. And obviously there is um, there is a market for this festival. It's so definitely a market for an all-female lineup festival. Yeah. And uh, I think one of, as... Uh, uh, you'll hear Heather t- speak about in um, the interview. One of the things she wanted to do was uh, show that it is possible to do that, and it's very uh, easy if you know you have the right people and the right support. So, and here it is. It's it's happening. It's happening again and again. We hope to uh, be at the next festival as well. So we've got about a twenty odd minute interview with them coming up, um, and so stay tuned for that. But before we go through to that interview, uh, let's just talk a little bit about our consumables this week. What have you been consuming? What you've been chowing down on sure well i watched the latest episode of gentleman jack last night yeah i missed that actually oh okay it was like quite an intense ep there were a lot of highs and lows a lot of lesbian drama Mm. and also um really sadly gentleman jack was attacked which oh. um, was really awful because you know there are those um, brothers who are who own that like rival coal mine yeah and they're trying to like basically nick her coal and they are doing it and she knows about it yeah and so they get wind of the fact that she knows and so they know that obviously she's friends with miss walker and she has loads of money right. and that she's worried about them like about her sinking the beds and stuff so they just get this guy to go and like basically beat her up shit yeah and it's like towards the end of the episode and it's like really sad but i did think that it was unfortunately very apropos of what is going on at the moment with increased violence against um against queer people and you know if it's a case of art imitating life you know that is very much the case so i think that actually like it was uh in a sense, a smart thing to do because it's kind of like showing the, um, it's kind of a reflection of what's going on in our society in present day. Yeah. And I think it's really important actually to highlight, obviously we're all well aware that in the US and in a lot of different countries um, at the moment, it's Pride Month. And in the last couple of weeks of Pride Month, five trans women have been murdered or reported dead. Oh my God. So I think it's just really important to um, to mention this on the podcast and especially in light of that episode and in light of what happened to the two women on the London bus a couple of weeks yeah. ago to also mention these people. So on June the 1st, Joanna Medina Leon was found dead in Immigrations and Customs Enforcement custody and she was 25 on June the 1st, Shinelle Lindsay, who was 26, was found dead in Dallas, Texas. June 6th, Chanel Skurlock was 23, and she was fatally shot in Lumberton, North Carolina. On June the 7th, Laylene Polanco was 27 and found dead in Rikers Island in New York. And on June the 13th, Zoe Spears, also aged 23, was fatally shot in Fairmount Heights, Maryland. So this is the 
reality of what life is like for a lot of trans women and living in fear of death and it's especially more shocking and disturbing that it's happening during a month that is meant to be a celebration of these identities and um, I just think that it was it's an important thing to be mentioning and to be talking about every day until more is done to stop these murders. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely something that we will continue to bring attention to and raise awareness around because uh, if you don't speak about it, then nothing will ever change. And I also think that um, another example of art giving voice to some of these subjects is as I mentioned last week Tales of the City which I finished (laughs) this week and I was in absolute bits you love it so much were you in bits because of the end or just in bits that was over I was in bits because of just everything that happened in the end right okay yeah and I just think that it um really 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 reinforces as it does with Pose as well and a lot of the um, queer TV shows out at the moment the importance of chosen family right yeah and um yeah just how you can feel completely displaced but find a home in places and with people that you never thought you would find definitely and I think it's really really beautiful and positive that so many of these stories are being told and will hopefully give hope to a lot of other people who might not have access to that yet just to see you know what is possible out there and I think that Tales of the City is a really great um, example of that so if you haven't watched it I would implore you to and as we mentioned last week Prism this new LGBTQI plus um, collective through Netflix have also launched um, a podcast like a companion podcast which is called Tales of Your City nice and they take a different city each week and um they tell stories of that city through queer voices oh cool and um the first one that they have is about new york and all about um sylvia rivera yeah um and they've got quite a lot of archive um what do you say if it's archive? yeah i was gonna say footage but it's audio so archive audio um from the late 1980s where interviews um were done with her and um yeah it was really interesting and actually she says some things that I didn't realise because apparently back in the day, Stonewall wasn't actually um, a gay bar. Right. And it was actually owned by the mafia. And really? Yeah. Oh. And it was known for being like, according to her, like a place where, you know, it was a little bit dodgy and they'd like water down your drinks and it wasn't okay. like the best. Yeah. And then it was only sort of through time that it gained this cultural momentum and it was sort of like taken over as this, um as this beacon and then whenever um things happen for good or for bad in the gay community and obviously after the stonewall riots of course um you know it it transformed into how we know it today so yeah it was really interesting it is it is interesting and they've got new orleans and quite a few other places so i've just finished the one on new york and i think there are maybe three or four others up at the moment so even if you don't watch tales of the city it's just a really interesting sort of historical podcast series like uh doing some good documenting of uh, queer lives throughout the times. So that sounds really good. I would like to listen to that. And also, I need to crack on with Tales of the City because I still only watch that one app oh and I need to get on it. I'll watch it all again with you if okay, you want. Great. I just love yeah. it. Well, on the subject of Gentleman Jack, actually, um, we had some great user... Uh, user? <laughs> User-generated user, user generated content. Um, we had some great listener feedback um, in respect of the song in Gentleman Jack. So, you know, a couple of episodes ago, we were like, as if this song just like existed, did it just exist? And then like, they managed to wing into the program. They or swung which in. Is... 
They swang it on it. You're never going to let that die. No. Fine. Um, <laughs> such is our friendship. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, but we had somebody get in contact on Twitter and let us know um, that the song for Gentleman Jack was made after the band had read the book and the show creator runner found out about the song and changed the name of the show to Gentleman Jack as well because of it because it was originally going to be called Shibden Hall or as they've tweeted to us Shibden Hall which is like a very different version of Shallow Hall I yes. would imagine <laughs> but yeah so it was originally called Shibden Hall they found out about the song and were like oh great this is perfect for what we're doing and then they called it Gentleman Jack and then also I had um, a text from a, a good friend of mine called Hallie from Leeds. Hi, Hallie. Thanks Hi, for Hallie. listening. Um, and he said, oh, I'll just read it out because that's what he said. Because that's what he said. <laughs> I'm just listening to Queer Longing. Um, and I thought that you should know that the Gentleman Jack theme tune definitely existed well before the TV program. When I worked at The Grove, which is a pub in Huddersfield, just to let you know. Um, we had a couple of regulars who were a lovely lesbian couple who turned out to be folk musicians. I asked them what their band was called and looked them up and the Gentleman Jack song came up. But yes, obviously it's a lesbian folk duo couple from the Calder Valley who did a song about Anne Lister before Gentleman Jack, the TV show. Anne Lister is kind of a big deal to the queers of Huddersfield, Halifax and Bradford. And then he also said that you'll be glad to know as well as having a talent for writing Anne Lister songs, they were also very lovely and have a great taste in beer. So Aww. that is lovely and really nice to hear a I nice personal story. that we've had such um, listener intel this week. Yeah, it's, it's really good. It's really good. And it makes our people. research job much easier yeah, because well, it, it comes to us. Exactly. And it makes us able to tell you the facts even when we just were making them up. Yes, so. yes. it does <laughs> help with that. to have that. What have you been consuming? Um, well... To be honest, I, I've I've been a bit slack on on all the the queer bits. I know that we said there were loads and loads of things to watch and that there wasn't enough time in the day, but I've really found that I've not had enough time to even watch anymore. I've watched a couple more episodes of Killing Eve. Uh-huh. Really enjoying that. It's uh, just a good program and is uh, you know has all the twists and turns that you want from that kind of thing. But I'm still only halfway through that essentially, uh, and I'm not going to say anything because uh, I know you still haven't watched it. And also, well, you're part, you're a bit through. But yeah, I'm like halfway through episode two. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, uh, but apart from that, um, all I've watched this weekend are zombie films. That's very queer. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you. Actually, you're yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so watched on Saturday night, uh, we watched 28 Days Later. Because yes. Because <laughs> I've wanted to rewatch it for ages. Um, okay. I've seen it before, but like when I was like one year old. Yeah. And uh Izzy and Adam both wanted to watch it as well, so we watched that and it was great. I love how much it holds up as a film, even though it was shot like on a dead low budget and you know quite a while ago. Uh, it is a great uh, post-apocalyptic view of uh, you know Britain. Um, and then <laughs> yesterday we were like, oh my god, let's watch Twenty Eight Weeks Later. So of course we did that because <laughs> you got to you got to watch them all. You got to have got to catch, catch them all. Got to catch them all. Don't catch any zombies or viruses though, because you don't want them. Um, so watch that. Not good. Right. <laughs> it's like fun and like, you know, gives you some jumps or whatever. Yeah. But it's way more like we're gonna make this into a video game. Yeah. Um What's that Shaun of the Dead one that's like about lesbians? Lesbian vampire killers. Yeah, I've never seen that. No, I no. haven't. Interesting. Mm. Maybe maybe should. But yeah, no, I just really like a, a, a horror film and actually with horror films the shit are the better because oh, absolutely. like then they're just stupid and you the can nun, take the as a case well, in point. Exactly. We've we we were there together when we watched the nun, the worst one of the worst I've ever seen. Yeah. And then, like, you were looking through my DVDs and found that I had it on DVD, which yeah. I didn't even realise. Like, a couple of weeks later, I was like, why have you got the fucking nun on DVD? And we streamed it. Sorry. But we did. <laughs> but the nun was so bad that it wasn't even, like, 
and enough entertainingly bad it was like yeah it was not just boringly even, yeah, bad it was just boringly bad yeah. yeah which annoyed me but um yeah so i've just been watching zombies a lot because why not and um then we came up with like an idea for like 28 months later or 28 <laughs> years later where it would be like a reversal of like it would basically be like a uh, a comedy where <laughs> it was like now that the zombies are taking like, the whole of like britain that's like the uh, the norm and they're just like living their lives as zombies but then there's like an infiltration of humans trying to like oh, yeah, change that, them and it's like reversal concept yeah thank you very much don't tm tm copyright yes i'm gonna write it we so. are on the same page <laughs> the ellen page <laughs> how funny is that song it's literally like everything to me it's so good isn't it it's everything to me so lucy's track of the week like, right what i want to know is and i think about yeah. this all the time and i'm sure I'm sure listeners of the podcast think this too. Like, your music game is on point, as we know. I like all the same music that you like. Yeah. How do you find it? Oh, Olivia, I'm just just attuned to these things. But, but how? Like, I'm flocking into my inbox. People send me their CDs. Shut up. How? <laughs> how does it happen? I want to know how it happens. Um, do, you, a... do you actively research? Yeah, a little bit. Essentially, I um, A, Spotify-like radios are really good. Yes. I recommend them 100%. I yeah. think they're great. Um so that's one way, and then I'll find things through I that. never know how I get onto a Spotify radio. Oh, I just, I'll show you then. I just sometimes just, get on it, and I'm like, oh, that's... just a couple of clicks. Just You're just a couple of clicks away from these gorgeous, gorgeous <laughs> bands. Um, so I'll show you. So that's one way. The other way is I follow quite a few people on Twitter who's who run music ma- magazines and music journals um, and whose taste I trust. Okay. And then they say, like, listen to this band or love this new song or whatever, and then I just do that, and then I find them. Yeah. Yeah? But I do actively... Because I really like to, I, I do like cycles of like really getting into a band, listening to loads of it, and then being like, I need a new one. Yeah. And then like having to like find them. So then I'll just that find Ellen I just Page will. song is just so funny. Yeah. So that is um, another song by Partner, who were the band that I mentioned last week on yeah. last week's podcast. And yeah, it's a really funny song about um, being like likened to Ellen Page because they're both like Canadian lesbians. Yeah. And it, it's so funny. It's yeah. So it's funny. brilliant. And it's like, they're sort of like, a lesbian, highly self-aware, Weird Al Yankovic duo. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But I think like, that is exactly, that's such a good description of them. They're like, they're very much in on the joke. Oh, massively. Yeah, yeah massively. Like the Ellen Page is just so funny. Yeah, one of my favourite lyrics from it is, um, uh, they say, uh, it's more than just a regional thing because it's 50% maritime, maritime 50%, 50% lesbian. <laughs> yes, I'm saving that for an Instagram caption. Yes, perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> Great. Yeah, yeah, no, they are great. Get onto them, everybody. That's they my favourite line, too. Yeah. So when I funny. first, because I remember it just like, it came on, like, because when I was listening to them. Yeah. So I found them through that Play the Field song, which is the one that I had as my track last week. Yeah. Um, and then it just came through, uh, that one came, and I was like, I'm just listening to it, like, oh, whatever. It kind of, like, you know, sort of just starts, and then that lyric is quite near the top, and I yeah. just, like, burst out it's laughing. It's so funny. And I had to, like, rewind to, like, so listen funny. to it again. And it's brilliant. Yeah. So, partner, we love you. And we will definitely be coming to see you later in the year. And on that very subject... On the exact subject... What is your track of the week for this week? Well, my track of the week is another new band I've discovered. Would you believe it? Because it's just what I'm doing. They're mm. just falling like apples from the tree. Yeah, you basically spin on your own. Uh, and basically what? It's like Spin Magazine. <laughs> but just doing it on your own. So my track of the week comes from a band called Girl Friday, who I have discovered, who are... Uh, quite a small band from LA. I think they're just sort of starting out. Um, I've heard of them. And oh, cool. Uh, and they have a couple of really good songs. Um, 
One is called Velvet, which is like brilliant and um, has what I read is very queer lyric, which is, I was velvet, it felt like velvet. I just, that's all I'm saying. I'm just, you know, listen to the song. Make up your own minds, but I've made mine up. Um, and, but their actual, their newest song, newest single is called uh, Decoration Slash Currency and is fucking great. And that is my track of the week. It's so good. And it's like, does the thing that some of my favorite songs do where it's like, sounds like one song and then at the end it sounds like a different one. So, you know, it like does like a transitioning okay. bit where it like then has like another like great like sing along bit at the end. Yeah, yeah. And I just really like it. And they're kind of like, a bit like uh, Rocky Grunt, slightly grungy, a bit sort of like 90s alt Rocky. And like one of the things they they like to say is that they all are like obsessed with Hole. So that's like <laughs> basically the, okay. the vibe. And they are great. So get listening. They are really good. I hope that they get, you know, big enough and people hear about them enough over here that they will come and do a tour and then we can go to see them as well. We can go yeah. to all the gigs. What is your track of the week? Well, before I get onto my track of the week, I mm. just want to say I was listening to um, Conan O'Brien Needs Friend today, which all is right. one of my main yeah. podcasts that I like to listen to. And one of his guests, well, the guest that he had this week was Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh, Yeah, so pun, I was, I was, was going <laughs> to suggest this to you because it is a good yes, chat. Yes, I will. Listen to it. And there's this part where... What I love is when people... I think, obviously, this is why, like, Desert Island just is so popular. But, you know, like, when people talk about one song but, like, go really specific about why they like yeah. it. And they have all this, like, amazing trivia. And they're just, like, a yeah. super fan of, like, one particular song. Yeah. So his song, he is like that about. And it's this really interesting bit in the podcast that, like, you would never find out in any other sort of, like, press junkety or talk okay. show yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but he loves Under Pressure the Dave Bowie and Queen song. I love that song. But everyone loves that song. And it's like, it's why, a lovable song. why do we all love it so much? Uh. Right. And he goes into all this great detail about like the, the reasons why and like what it all means. And oh how my it God. I bet he just does it so well. He does it well. so well. He's so eloquent. Yeah. He does it so well. Oh, and it's about how like, how a song because Conan said that it's on one of his um, playlists that he has because he um, likes to run. And so when he's been doing like 45 minutes on the treadmill, he's like really tired. Yeah. He has a list of like not very many songs, but one that he'll ones that he will call upon if he really needs to like push himself <gasps> over the line up. and nice. one of his songs is under pressure oh, for cool. that um but yeah it's probably about halfway through the um podcast and just the bit where he's talking about that is so good the whole thing's good but that isn't especially yep. if you are someone who is passionate about like particular songs for particular yeah. reasons which i think most of us are it is um yeah, it's really interesting. But my track of the week this week is An Oldie But Goldie. Um, <laughs> and this is because, as I mentioned earlier, I have been doing a wedding speech. Yeah. So um, this song is actually... Is it Glad I Crashed the Wedding? Yes. <laughs> Could have been a loser kid, ran away and hid. was the best thing that I ever right, did. Well, I'll put that on the playlist. So <laughs> let's move on then, shall we? <laughs> Busted. Um, it is not that. It is... Um, it is Joni Mitchell, All I Want. Oh, Olivia, don't do this to me. <laughs> <laughs> and the part that I've included in my speech, um, because <sighs> I'm basically talking about how um, how the best love is the kind of love where you are allowed to kind of grow and be yourself and not have anything tying you down and that they're like allowing you to be lifted up and be your best and truest yep. self. So the lyrics are... All I really want all of to do is to bring out the best in me and in you too. I want to have fun. I want to shine like the sun. I want to be the one that you want to see. I want to knit you a sweater, want to write you a love letter, 
I want to make you feel better. I want to make you feel free. I want to make you feel free. Fuck me. No one's going to not dry in the house when you do this speech, Liv. That, <laughs> that song is like, yes, I, yeah, that song. <laughs> yes. Uh, very good choice. Very yes. nice one. So that is my choice for this week. I'm good. feeling very, very, very lovey-dovey this Aww. week. So on the subject of music, now seems like the right time to put in yes. our chat with Heather Peace and Katie Tunstall. And this was from Diva Fest 2018. Hope you enjoy it. So how long has this been in the works then, the Diva Music Festival? How long have you been In my head, it's been eight years. Um, Wanting in an all-female lineup. I think um, Katie will be able to tell you a little bit more because she's far more experienced than me in terms of uh, women on festival lineups. It just gets um, super annoying. Um, So I've always wanted to do this. Um, And then I started working for Diva as the music editor and then we did a radio show and loads of new artists was coming through, loads of great talent. Caitlin Scarlett tonight is awesome. Um, for example, Sarah Walk. Um, but we needed, we needed the big guns to really <laughs> take it to the next level. Right, you can put yeah. on a little festival and, and whatever, but to really bring something that will excite the community, and that's that's what we've felt. Yeah. And and you smashed it out of the park. Absolutely. I had a great time. <laughs> yeah. It was loads amazing, of fun. It was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's great, great really cool. It was that, like, and a really cool you. venue. Like I really enjoyed it. Like yeah. you know, I'm used to playing anything from. A big old. I saw you in front of sixty thousand people at yeah. Liverpool <laughs> on the waterfront. We were on the same yeah, bill. I was old, I remember you went. And yeah, a big it old there. massive crowd right down to playing to a pub. Right, and I yeah. love all of it. I, 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 I wouldn't want to choose between uh, the diff. And this was like a proper sweaty. It was grungy. It was. It really reminded yeah. me actually of playing the Hundred Club in London. Right. It's very right. similar. Yeah. Low ceiling, wide stage. Yeah. And it's really nice. I mean, and the other thing we were laughing just before we went on because it's a slightly different lineup of the band. It's the first time the bassist and the guitarist had played right, okay. a show, and Cat, uh, the drummer, is about five seven, but she's sitting down. But the rest of us are total teeny tots. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, it's really nice being on stage with girls who are the same size as me yeah, rather than yeah, fucking yeah. six foot blokes to yeah. so just look like a hobbit. Where did you find the band? How did you get? Because was it like a conscious choice to go? Yeah. So I. I um, it was just a nice convergence of, of elements where I'd made this record. It was a really rocking record. Charlotte Hatherley had played guitar. I'd get her in to record quite a lot, right. and she was around for the first set of gigs. And so I knew Charlotte was playing, and I'd met Kat and was really excited about playing with her. And and, and I just found that I'd been moaning about there not being enough women in rock music because yeah. they're totally ruling the roost in R and B and pop. They're top of the charts Absolutely, yeah. and rap um, and for some reason some things happened between the 70s and now because there was so many great female rock yeah, icons through the 70s and early 80s and um, it's just dropped off and I don't I don't know what I've spoken to lots of people about it and I don't can't come up with an answer like for what it. happened no. what but mm. certainly there weren't any other icons coming through that were you know filling that if you can't see it you can't be it for young girls right, seeing yeah. people do yeah so yeah. um i was just like well shut the fuck up and employ some women <laughs> you're an employer you know you can do this you don't think about it, yeah. i'm the person you who can actually do yeah. something yeah. about yeah. it yeah. yeah and um and it was really exciting last night because hattie and and mandy i mean mandy's the bass player's 
she plays with Bomb Scare, she's been the ska band, she's been playing for a while, but I think she's, um, it's maybe the, a jump up in terms of right. visibility for her. Yeah. And Hattie's never played with a, I don't know mm. where she's come from, man. She, <laughs> which, was one, at, which one is she, Hattie? The lead guitarist. Right, so I oh was... Oh my God, really? Yeah, so I was <laughs> at, um, great. it was yeah. a Boss Roland event, because I'm sponsored by Roland, I use all their tech. And I'd gone to that, they, they had an event in London, so I'd gone to that, and Hattie was just, she was waiting after the, after the event to say hi. And I gave her a hug and she said to me, oh yeah, I'm a guitarist and I'm just, you know, trying to, she's really young, she's in her early 20s. Oh, I'm trying to get somewhere. And I was like, and she said, oh, you should check me out. And people often say that and you yeah, don't, yeah. you know, yeah. you don't. And then when it came, and Charlotte was doing another project, so she couldn't do the, this gig in March and the March tour, I was like, it's really hard to find female lead guitarists. They're very rare. Mm. Hen's teeth. And uh, and I was trying to find... And, I, and someone... A few people were, like, firing me names of, of guitarists. And someone said Hattie Moran. I, was like, I looked her up. I was like, oh, she's really good. And then I looked her up on Instagram, went to message her, and there's already... We've already said hello, and she'd sent me the picture of the two of oh us God. outside oh, right. that event. And I was like, no way. <laughs> That's right, right. Do you and then yeah. <laughs> I just sent her a few of the songs and she sent some videos back. I was like, you're in the band, you're amazing. Oh so it's gosh. also really That's nice so giving young musicians an opportunity Absolutely, to yeah. prove themselves in a, in, a, in a higher pressurized situation where they've got to come and deliver. And we had one rehearsal. Oh, yeah, it was. No way. It, it, it did was not seem like yeah, they learned. They yeah. learned their Seamless. shit and they yeah. turned it was up ready. Absolutely, it's great. Awesome last yeah. night. Yeah. It was so much fun. Yeah. It was so and the thing great. is, and when you the get the right group really of people, you you know, people watching probably wouldn't know that's the first time we've all. No, played I, together, no, you know? had no idea. But speaking of the right chemistry. group of people, it's that chemistry to find this amazing band to talk, to be working with. But also, obviously, here at Diva, which is a female only, as soon as we as soon as we got in touch, I was like, what an amazing, yes, yes. I, know. I love the period. Yeah. It's like, what an amazing <laughs> coincidence that I've decided to use all female musicians on stage. It was and nuts. Then this came up. And do you know what? Do you know what's mad, right? I was mm. trying to get my headliners and trying to c- convince any management that someone huge should come and play a venue in Great Yarmouth. Yeah. It's yeah. nigh on impossible. And I was I was really? firing it all around. Um, and I'm quite good friends with Jamie Griffiths at Smooth FM and he was chucking me some names and you were always on the list. Yeah. I had as I said, Charlene Spiteri on the list. Yeah. I was thinking of iconic women, yeah, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, the maddest thing, so I was doing um, Silent Witness at the beginning of the year, so I was doing two episodes okay. of that. It comes out in January. Uh, I love Silent yeah, Witness. Yeah, yeah, BBC yeah, yeah. One, I'm going to be it. So, <laughs> I was working with an actor called Andrew Neil, who just happened to used to be a director for about 25 years, a right. very, very well-renowned director. Had just done. We were in the green room having a right laugh because he's funny, isn't he? He's he very, just swears like he's a trooper. An old yeah, right. just says, okay. just, <laughs> yeah. So funny. yeah. So and, and I, I was to trying to get hold of you to tell a story about Andrew. This is who Andrew is. He was sitting next to Alex on a flight and pretended that he was Alex's dad and completely senile. And when the fucking air hostess came to the seat, he was going, "I need a wee, I need a wee wee." 
peanuts, but I need a wee with peanuts. This guy, and this, guy, this guy looks like your grandfather, but he. And he Alex, says, Alex is like, oh my like, god. Yeah. Love so like he's shouting, I need a wee wee. And then as soon as she's gone, he's like, opens his coat and has his peanuts and he's got his <laughs> oh, so Amazing. But anyway, no, yeah. so he, he was, he was, I, I, yeah, they're like your granddad, you know, and then he starts saying, Come on. Oh, it's <laughs> just like, you're like, oh, I like you. Great, great granddad. Amazing writer. Instant rapport. And director and. He cast you in a film, right? Yeah, so yeah. they said, we've got, we've got someone who, you know, they, somebody put him onto Katie mm. and then he got her down to do an audition. He's telling this story about how, if you don't mind me saying, she was nervous for doing the read-through um, like you, and, and asked for a banana because she'd forgotten to eat. So he's telling me this story, <laughs> but that was the day after I'd been trying to find a contact for you. Yeah. And I was oh, like... Oh, really? Uh-huh. So I it was just like, came... How, how coincidental? Yeah. And, then, yeah. and then the yeah, next thing you know, and I had all my notes, you know, for yeah, whenever yeah. I'm speaking to any management. And Andrew just knocked on the door and it was Casey's it was Alex yeah wow. and he just went who's I've on got my him. management yeah. team and I, I've got Alex on the phone and of course I didn't have my notes yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, a lot of serendipity so involved yeah. in yeah, this whole thing yeah. but no I mean it's important to me too I mean Heather and I don't totally share that sentiment that you 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 see these festival lineups and I've been experiencing you've been experiencing it for over a decade of if you take off any act that doesn't even have a female in the band, you're left with fucking three things. On. Oh, BBC. yeah, the BBC did it. Yeah. The BBC did it. It was 77% of the lineup. Yeah. Was and I remember yeah. playing the other stage at Glastonbury. And I think it's particularly noticeable at festivals because festivals are historically more rock music yeah. than anything else. Right, yeah. Um, I hadn't really thought if you had that, a actually. pop festival, it would probably be a bit of a different story, but it's yeah. usually yes. rock bands. Yeah. Um, but I remember playing the other stage at Glastonbury. It was me and the bass player of the subways were the only girls on that stage all day. Right. I was like, what the fuck? It's unreal. There's not less less women in music. No, there's not. And I know that because I'm... Because I'm edit- music editor for the magazine, I'm right. getting stuff sent all the time, yeah. and new artists coming through. But I think it's a wider problem. Like, you know, you, you've got these initiatives where it's just going, like, festivals are getting rules slapped on them where they've got to book 50% kind of female involved. And I don't think that's the answer, the because there's, there's no point in having stuff on the bill that doesn't deserve to be on the bill. You've still right. got to earn your way yeah. onto a festival bill. And... But I think it's a much wider problem where promoters and managers and and record companies they've all got to change their their way of thinking yeah. and it's it's just going it's just that light bulb like with me with band members I was like oh wait I could do that yeah. wait a minute yeah I should consider that right exactly because you're just used to this well, paradigm it's like systemic Absolutely. isn't yeah. it yeah. Yeah. just being yeah. guys yeah. and I think even before it gets up to the sort of bigger stage where yeah. you're you know booking people for festivals has to start so much f- yeah. further down that that chain and i just opened up for bare naked ladies all summer over in america Amazing. and it was uh, better than ezra an american band who yeah. were second on it was just all guys and they were really happy yeah to have a female artist as part of that package right you yeah. know and it was really funny because Ed Robertson, lead singer of Bernie Naked I'd jump on and do a song with him. He's like, we're, as Bernie Naked Ladies, for 30 years we've been bringing you something, but there's one thing I've been trying to bring you for decades and I can't do it, and it's female energy. And then <laughs> An actual lady and, sing, and yeah. the Bernie Naked Ladies. So I think that there's um, so much potential from from the side of how much enjoyment and how much mm. 
injection of energy is there oh, so for having good. more women involved in this stuff. Yeah. I think yeah. I think that you know, I'm I'm about to play um Brandy Carlisle's Girls Just Won a Weekend in Mexico. It's at the end of January. Mm. And she came up again even Brandy came up against a lot of shit trying to book a weekend that was all women. Yeah, I know. She's she's absolutely amazing. <clears throat> I saw her I saw her at Concord too <clears throat> when I was pregnant. Um so about a year and a half ago she stuck a Brighton date right on the end of a tour and she's playing to like Three to five thousand, but she stuck this one on Concord Two is like six hundred. Oh, and then you get, oh, it's oh, that <laughs> is going to be absolutely awesome. Amazing. She is amazing. But it's just, you know, I I really look forward to a time where you don't have to say that it's this gender only. Yeah, yeah. But yes. we're, we're yeah. sort of in that in but between. But until you yeah. got to take that step the forward, the pendulum's to come back. got to swing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. until it can come back to the middle. Yeah, and. Yeah. and and the only way it's going to work is if that people like Heather and people like Brandy and people like myself not only champion women and girls doing this, but that we've got really, really good quality control. So what, what, what is happening and what is yeah. being put on is really fucking good. It has to be a showcase. Yeah. It has yeah. to be a showcase. And it has to be a support for women that are coming through as well. And just the fact that Katie agreed to do this, that Gabrielle agreed to do this, mm. Has, has meant that there's young artists on this bill. Get to share the bill with these They get to share the bill, artists. but also, like, they're never going to get to that festival level unless you put them on stage. Yeah, yeah. You do not somewhere. learn your mistakes. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's very, very different from playing the guitar and singing a song in your bedroom to getting up there and dealing with everything that you have to do with the live performance. I remember, like, when I was trying to get a record deal, I've, I've come up against almost no sexism on the touring live side i love right. it if anything men in in my life i love working with guys and they if anything they're more pleasant more polite and more considerate because i'm female which is great <laughs> all for that on the business side of it and the industry side of it there's definitely some sexism and um, and i've probably had it less than i think if if you're a more sexualized female artist, then you're going to come up against it more. Yeah. Um, and I've always been a bit of a tomboy, so there's there isn't that slightly more complicated element. Right. Of it. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose it can um, manifest in more like covert ways because it's not just about face-to-face -face sexism, but you know, even financial oh, yeah, in the music but, industry. Oh, is yeah. a you know, I've thing. just started managing myself, and I can totally feel them going, yeah. Nice. Well done. Right. Good luck with that. Yeah. We'll be over here. Yeah, when, when, when you work. need us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but I remember trying to get my record deal and I can't remember what label it was, but going to see some bloke behind a desk and playing him Heal Over, which was a really popular song yeah. on the first record. And he just goes, yeah, that's great, but we've got our girl with a guitar. Oh, this is... <clears throat> yeah, this is exactly... Really? This is How exactly... many guys with guitars have you got yeah. on your record label? Yeah. Yeah. That's it, it's the system. It's the same, it's it's the same with rap artists as well, you know, yeah. as soon as there's like what, a big... Um, Rachel, I think it was Rachel Weisz said in that there was something about... Because you guys have covered that film... Yes, Disobedience. Disobedience, Disobedience yeah. in the magazine, which is just like there's millions of lesbians and no... And no back catalogue of lesbian filmmaking, no. you know, yeah. films that it's, are yeah, mainstream. It's funny you yeah. should say that because we were trying to um, go and see it next week, yeah. and we yeah. couldn't find a cinema that had it on at a normal <clears throat> yeah, time. Only like the one sort of like indie like house, cinema yeah. in, in Manchester has yeah. it. The rest like don't, and it's like yeah. Do you do you remember that we exist yes. and we have to work yeah. all day, so we don't there really want to see one it. There was the kids are all right that went mainstream, yeah. but that yes. was. But everyone was yeah. just like, oh my god, you know, and it was up for all the awards and everything else. But yeah, stuff is getting made. It's the same with writing. It's the same with. 
yeah. yeah. He's getting there. You know, I mean, I, I, I started pushing my music because I hit my mid-30s <clears> as an actor. I always did the music. I was always doing jazz and I right. was always, I always had residences, but I never really thought about pushing, properly pushing. And that came through the fact that you're like, oh, yeah, they don't really write for women when you hit about 35. Yeah. So you're like, well... I do think it's, it's just changing. Keep, I like, do feel like... Yeah, I do. You know, there's been a there's massive a leap mm. in the last couple of years with Me Too and mm. with certain behaviour becoming totally unacceptable really to the uncle. point where men will call it out as well as women. But that, that's what it's going to take. It's going to take men to be on our side. Oh, yeah. And yeah. be vocal about that equality and push... For, and the other thing that I find really interesting, which I don't know how you feel about this, but I've been really interested seeing this whole argument about whether straight actors should play gay roles. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. And I'm just watching it, just going, what the no, fuck are nonsense. you talking about? Like, shouldn't what you should only have murderers playing murder? Yeah, no, exactly. No, it's also actually what needs to happen is that they need to be casting gay actors in straight roles. The thing is, that's and that's that's the issue. That yeah. is the issue. The only job ever since I so I was never, I just didn't do interviews. It wasn't like I wasn't in the closet. Everybody knew I was gay, but right. ever since I did lip service, and they said you do know you're going to have to actively talk about it. So I was like, cool, yeah, I think I'm about ready for that now. Sort of third. 33 or whatever mm -hmm. I felt strong in myself so I, 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 I did all of that I never got cast as a straight ca character again After apart that. from apart from one with um, John Simmons Prey and that was only because the director had never heard of me at all and I walked in and I, I just did all this like really feminine leaning and all this <laughs> yeah. and I was doing all that <laughs> got the, the job <laughs> and I was like that's literally because he didn't know who I was and he just went I really like her <clears throat> yeah but every single role since then has been Okay. It's about so I suppose that's that's the and it's like I want to play straight roles. Yeah, yeah. and it's why, like I remember learning what intersectional feminism was. Yeah, and I I didn't understand I it didn't, until, until really I did recently. the radio. Until I did the radio show, yeah. I had to ask them when we came off air, "What is intersectionality?" And that's <laughs> and it's intersectionality as a whole, where it's just like people should be able to be whatever they want to be. Yeah, mm. and that's within their work as well as within. Maybe we'll just stop doing labels, right? You know, before I actually well, said I was lesbian, because yeah. I just mm. fell in love with a woman, right? And, yeah. I, and it was only when she broke my heart, the worst heartbreak in my life, that I had to actually consider, I had boyfriends prior to that, what I was, because I, I hadn't looked at any of it. Right. I hadn't looked you're at just, any of it. Just so going through the it. fallout from that was just like, I was reeling. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> even then, I, I, I decided I was going to judge myself in percentages, and I decided at that point I was 80 20. Towards <laughs> <laughs> so women. A strong lean. But even the, even the community made me. Made me. Define that. Yeah. Oh, Numerically. I, and if I wasn't married yeah. to my wife, I mm. would probably like I would probably be completely open. There is yeah. a percentage yeah. of me. Every so often, I, um, oh, what's that? Choice of Anne. I was looking at pictures of him, and I was like, he's gorgeous. So he is. I was always open to the fact that I might fall in love with a woman yeah. and it yeah. might be a woman that I end up with. Yeah. yeah. It was never I never felt that and I'm I sort of look at the you know, the young generation now oh, they've and the, got it. this they're getting gender it, fluidity they? and it's just like 
That's Finally. Yeah. Yes. There it is. So yeah. have, you, really have you watched are, yeah. the Channel 4 bisexual series? I haven't, no. it, Well, there's this part in it which speaks to this whole thing where um, there's a lesbian who um, is at a party with, who's maybe in her late 30s. She's talking to a younger woman. And she's saying, you know, why are you so hell-bent on all of these labels? And, you know, I'm just whatever I want. But she just said, you know, <coughs> I, I love that and I appreciate so far <coughs> that you're coming. But we're just from this different generation and we had to kind of fight for we had to kind of fight for what yeah. we have so while, while, yeah so yeah. while I love where you're coming from and I would love to be like that I can't relate to it in the exact same way yeah. and I think that that's that's a real that's, that's yeah the I never thought I never thought I'd be on the receiving end of the kids teaching me stuff I know. you know because you always think you're just uber cool yeah. and then you hit a point where you go oh no I'm not so cool anymore like, what is that yeah. what is that that it's you just, just it's, all it. it's, yeah. just, it's all about judgement it's all about people coming at what someone else is with a predisposed idea of what you should be and what you yeah, shouldn't be. Assumptions. And, yeah. and, and that's the major problem, isn't mm. it? It's just yeah. that we've just... That, and that's what I said last night. I was like, why the fuck does anyone care? Mm, exactly. <laughs> why do you care what a fucking stranger does? Yeah. Like, it doesn't impact your life. Yeah. It doesn't... It doesn't hurt anybody else. It doesn't else. hurt anybody else. Yeah. All that's happening is you are being negative towards someone you've never met. Yeah. yeah. And there's no reasoning behind there's it. No there's no reason for and it. And I think the dream is for people just to find it all dead boring. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. how young people younger people find it now like yeah, they, they just don't raise an eyebrow when it comes to sexuality because the baseline is often yeah. They really fluid. don't. I overheard a conversation when I was doing Waterloo Road with three youngsters, lads, right? Mm. 15 years old. Yeah. And one lad was saying to the other, "Oh no, he's just a bit What's wrong with him? Oh, he's just a bit upset because you know Sophie, we really like. She's into girls, and they're like, "Oh, that's really tough, mate." There was no, no, like, what? Yeah. yeah, none yeah. of it. They were just yeah. like comforting this lad because Aww. she wasn't. Yeah. That's sweet. I was yeah. just like, oh, get shivers when I think of yeah. it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. It is it's true. a lot of hope for how it's going to change. For yeah. sure. I just, how it's I just want to say thank you to you Aww. for being so supportive. <laughs> it's totally my and pleasure. Great, yeah. <laughs> Well, so I'm just, I'm, really, I've always been deeply grateful and honoured that the gay and queer community is into what I do because right. when I write my stuff, it's for me. Yeah. And you think, oh, well, maybe people who are kind of the same demographic as me will enjoy what I'm doing. And then when a community that has to put up with shit all the time really re- resonates with what you're writing it's a, it's a massive compliment mm. that there's a depth it's, to it that's, you're a strong that's helpful on role some model. level you're a strong female you know? role model and yeah, that's great. what it is like people look up to you because you're out there doing it for yourself and even yeah. more so now by the sounds of things you know yeah well I just I think I've just as I've got older it's dawned on me the kind of power of that responsibility of just being visible for other people whatever age they are and what you're saying and how you're conducting yourself and how you're and I, I'm just I'm reading Michelle Obama's um, so oh, no. yeah, so you I was going to say so you I'm just so relieved at the kind of openness and the honesty of it you know oh, so and that's what is that. needed on in lots of different areas of life it's just a bit more transparency and a bit more honesty yeah so look, looking to the future then how do you see this festival developing um, what, I've, what got, ideas I've got have? a lot to learn I've got um, everyone's had an amazing time like there's no doubt there's no not one iota of negativity out there wherever I've been 
but I've got a lot to learn. I've taken this from the other side. You know, I'm, I'm usually out front. Other people are organising stuff, you know, right. and I've made mistakes, mistakes that the public d- won't necessarily yeah. know about <laughs> where, you know, it's timings and schemes, and it doesn't matter. I've got a hell of a lot to learn, and, and my absolute dream would just be to have the festival absolutely rammed and Katie to come back in about two or three years. It's <laughs> <laughs> absolutely... <laughs> Perfect, <laughs> you know, because she's been really, really good and patient with whatever, you know. Um, For a first year as an artist, headlining, <laughs> going on, doing a show and everything working is an amazing accomplishment. <laughs> I've done festivals that have been around for 10 years and I've not gone on and everything's worked, so it's all good. I'm quite tired. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, I bet. yeah, definitely. Yeah. We so. have a kind of last-ish question for you, if that's okay. So our podcast is called Queer Longing. Longing. Yeah. And what we try and discuss is what we are longing for and looking towards for ourselves and for people in our own communities. So we want to throw that back out to the both of you and say, obviously, there's a new year coming up and we're sort of thinking ahead for what it is that we want to achieve, what we're striving for, what we're longing for. And we wanted to put that question to Whoa. both of you. <laughs> have you even got an answer to that? That's I mean, there's obviously, like, big answers to that yeah, yeah. like world um, peace one of yeah. each one of yeah. each yeah. a big one and, and a little one okay the big one for me is i just find it so disgusting that that there's a there's a section of society that judges and condemns another section of society just for being themselves and i just really hope that with all the kind of positive momentum that's happening with equality that people's minds are changed about gay marriage about gay parenting about bisexuality about all all facets of the lbgtq community um and uh you know i think that that's tied up with a lot of religious dogma and judgment um and I just hope that there's some enlightenment that the people who are being negative and being destructive realize it's bad for them. As yeah, well. it's not it's good bad for, the for their well-being. Yeah, to harbor that hatred or aggression or violence towards people who are just trying to live their lives. Um, so I hope those people realize that it's actually much better for them themselves to be inclusive and understanding and are you hopeful for that future i think it's happening it's just human beings are fucking slow we're in the middle of it we're We're in the middle of of dullards it Mm. just takes (laughs) so long long time it's like this like glacier and then it has to (laughs) it has to filter through everywhere doesn't it you know i'd I'd just hope for there's just one thing that i always think about and it's the one thing i teach my daughters just be kind Mm. yeah for every reason, even for selfish reasons, because it actually gets you ahead in life as well. Yeah. Because yeah. it makes people smile. They might want to work with you, whatever. And and, and I always said, if, if my girls are kind, then I've done it right. You've done a good job, yeah. And that's it. Shouting at check-in never gets you an upgrade. <laughs> it doesn't, does it? <laughs> but smiling at her. <laughs> might just do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, my small one is, is, can I always have an upgrade, please? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> just a little one. Yeah, just it's a little one. A little upgrade, please. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. That, that's, your, that's your little hope for yeah. next year to get an upgrade yeah. on yeah. every flight. Every single flight ever. <laughs> oh, well, thanks so Thank much. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, really yeah, appreciate it. Sure. 
So, of course, it wouldn't be a complete podcast without us having a little bit of chat about what we are not about. What we, uh, well, I mean, I can't say any better than this small child. So, Olivia, it's time for... I don't agree with it. Olivia, hello. Please tell me what it is this week that you do not agree with. This week, Lucy, I'm just going to come out and say it. Fucking do it. I don't agree with being downwind of vapours. <gasps> oh my God, I feel so similar. Mm. Just about general smokers as well. Yes. But yes, oh my God, t- t- tell me all. Well, it's almost it's almost worse if it's a vapour. And I'll tell you mm, why. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so tell me why. So cigarettes, disgusting. Mm. I don't want to be downwind of them. Right. Um, the, the plane, okay. So here's, here's the tier, right? Yeah. What what is what is bad? Usually the worst are cigarettes, right? Yeah. Because obviously, like plain vape is better, like more tolerable to yeah. be downwind of. Yeah. But what is actually worse than cigarettes and worse than plain vapes are when it's like you're downwind of a vapor who has a vape that is like strawberry cheesecake. Yeah. Fucking bubble gum. It's yeah. literally rats. It is gross. It's it so rats. Disgusting. It's like I am smelling your weird chemical breath rats. No. <laughs> and also, also, I don't agree with those flavors because the kinds of people who buy bubble gum or like bloody pina colada flavor vapes yes. are not in touch with reality. Ooh. I'm sorry. Okay. But I've said you, you it. You don't like pina colada vapes and walking in the rain. No. Absolutely not. And that was literally me as I was getting off the shooty tram before this. because I was in the rain downwind of the pina colada vape. And you were not about it. No. You were not writing any short ads about trying to find a husband. No, I wasn't. No. Well, I agree that I don't agree with it. Um, I often on my walk to work will be downwind of somebody having like a cig or a vape um, and I hate it. Like it's nothing worse. It's like first thing in the morning I'm just trying to get to fucking work and I get behind somebody who's having a cigarette or a vape yeah. and it's just like oh fuck, yeah. oh yeah. piss off and there's a woman and I always ed- try to weave out, out of their way I know, and then you they're can't, fucking like you they, and they always seem to get in front yeah, of you yeah. and, I, and there's a woman who gets on my tram every morning she works in my building and she smokes and smokes and smokes and smokes and smokes and as soon as she gets off the tram she's smoking and then I'm always like I like try and run ahead of her and get to the lift so that I can press the lift and get in it before she's done with her cigarette. <laughs> but it never works because in the morning it's so busy. So we all have to wait right. for lifts for ages. And by the time the lift comes, she literally like just rounds the corner and comes and lift. And then the whole lift stinks. Oh, no. And it's like, it's stopping at every floor and it's really busy and we're all squashed in. And it's just like, it makes me feel sick. That sounds like not a good way to start your day. No, it isn't. And I don't agree with it every single day. And my only other option is is to go in early so that I miss that, but I don't There'd probably want to. be something. <laughs> there would also probably be something else that would be shit, so... Yeah! You know, <laughs> definitely, there's, definitely, there's shit everywhere. So, you know. title, title of the podcast this week. There's shit everywhere. Um, yeah. Yes, okay. so that's what I don't agree with this week. Good one. How about you? Um, I don't agree with something that we were wanting to discuss anyway. Um, I don't agree with... I, I'm still making my mind up with, but I definitely don't agree with... The new Taylor Swift video. No. Yeah. Um, So this is Taylor Swift's new video for her song called You Need to Calm Down. And I think she needs to calm down. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm being honest. This is really tricky, isn't it? Because It is. 
there's probably going to be a lot of people who, you know, for legitimate reasons, think that this is a really good song and they love it. And at the end, she has a call to action to donate um, to a cause that supports the Equality Act. So in a lot of ways, it is a good song. Yeah, definitely. In, In a lot of, well, I mean, the song itself. Well, a good thing. Yes, a good thing. The song itself, I'm not mad about, which is, you know, doesn't help. I don't think it sounds like a song. Well. First of all, yes, it doesn't sound like anything. It's not much. There's no. not much. There's not much to it. Bringing to the attention of the millions of people who will watch this video that they should donate to this cause. Good. Yes. There's yeah. no. There's no other way to say that's not good. No. Because that is a great whether, thing. Whether you like the artistic expression of something, yeah. I suppose, is besides the point in that sense. Yeah. Because it is doing a good thing. Yeah. And for anyone who has not watched the video, um, obviously, feel free to. Um, it is just a video of Taylor. Uh, in a sort of caravan park. Yep. <laughs> Call back to Diva Fest. Yes. <laughs> um, with loads and loads of um, different like queer celebrities, essentially. Every single queer celebrity. Um, all, of, all of them. Ever yeah. Been. Basically, all the all the like American ones. Yeah. So I feel like we're really going out on a limb by saying that we don't like it, but we don't. <gasps> well, and that, that's where I found that's where I found myself um, tussling between my emotions because a I was like, oh, this seems just a bit cringe and a bit like slightly lip servicey, slightly what's going on here. Yeah. I mean, I just thought it just seemed a bit tokenizing. Yes, and a bit tokenizing. But then I was like, right, there's all of these people in it who all seem perfectly happy, very happy to, fact, be, to be in it yeah. and have all like done posts about it and yeah. which is raising more awareness. Especially like Billy Porter, yeah. Laverne Cox, yeah, RuPaul's in yeah, it. RuPaul. Like um, all the queer eye boys, Hayley Kiyoko. Like, yeah, uh, Hannah Hart, the yeah, YouTuber. Yeah, there's loads of people in yeah. it. And like, they're all, you know, people who have a voice and they're all like, used, they're all being part of this video and they're all like... Yeah, like eloquent, then, socially conscious yeah, people. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And like, that is... So I agree with all of them and I... But there's something about it that I just can't quite get on board with. And I'm, I'm still... haven't really made my mind up and it's still very fresh. It literally came out five hours ago or something. Yeah. So um, it's very fresh, hot off the bed. So this might be like first emotions. I think maybe it's just a bit jarring because maybe we just didn't have any sense that she was for lgbtq plus people like in this way so maybe it's like a bit of a thing of like well where has this come from and why like a bit of um a bit of a healthy skepticism yes i think that's what it is it's a healthy skepticism i think that's the right way to put it it'll be interesting to see uh if like she is actually donating the proceeds of the song like the you know the money the song makes to this foundation uh, to this cause or to some sort of uh lgbtqi plus cause um or whether it's just a call to f for everyone else too yeah yeah and just like where this where the beginnings of this activism might lead to i suppose because maybe this is the beginning of her being a huge queer activist maybe i I suppose yeah i think i think where i'm coming down on it is is that i've never heard anything from her before particularly particularly. speaking out as an activist and the fact that like this the support is coming out in this like highly produced um commercialized song yeah i suppose to me feels a little bit jarring it's not to say that like it it hasn't come from good or that you know good things aren't going to come out of it because i think that hopefully that will be true and i definitely would want that to be true but i suppose it yeah it i think that i think that there's still a lot more to go before i can make a fully informed opinion on 
where I feel she sits in supporting the community. Yes, and I think that's fine. We are just um, leaving ourselves open to see what happens. Yeah, so I wouldn't say that we don't agree with it. We're not damning. And actually, maybe it's not that I don't agree with it, but I just wanted to bring it up. Yeah. So we've talked about it. And we're running a tight ship this week, so it needed to fit in somewhere. We had to fold it in. So we But yeah, we'd be interested to, I think, as Lucy said, like it's only just come out maybe like five or six hours ago. So I think that um, by tomorrow even, it will have a lot more reviews and think pieces on it. And it'll be interesting to see what other people in the community think. Yeah, absolutely. And now it's time to move from one songstress to another. It's our weekly dive into the life of a glorious human being. It's time for... Celine Watch! So, uh, Celine. I mean, it's only been a few days since we last had a look at what Celine was up to. So she's still been, you know, just tying off her her Vegas stint. Um, But she did preview a new song on her last ever preview. She did debut her new song on her, like her last ever gig called Flying On My Own. We had a little listen, didn't we? Yeah. It is an absolute banger. Yeah, it slaps. I think that basically, and I do hope this, that she is going to go the same way as Cher oh. and just bring out club tune after club tune after club tune. It's a proper tr- like club tune. It's very like, um, you know, little tastes of Cascada in there. And oh, I'm yeah. really about it. <laughs> it's very good. And as you said, and... Um, I also feel can't wait to hear it on a dance floor somewhere because it should be played everywhere. So listen to Flying On My Own because you won't regret it. And actually she, so she did this little video um, which we watched about like the end of Vegas, what's coming up for her next in the in the year. Um, and so she's got this brand new single. She's got a new album coming out in November. That will be good. Obviously she's coming to the UK to do that huge gig in London, which unfortunately we will not be at, but um, we wish you well. Celine, I'm sure it's going to be gorgeous. She said that they're trying to make the most, um, like the the most personal and best performance they've ever given to to her fans at this one gig. <sighs> Sorry, we can't be there, Celine, but we're with you in spirit. Um, and the other thing that I thought was great that she said she was looking forward to in the future is that she's going to be doing a lot of photo shoots. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. She was like, yeah, she's like done like over a thousand shows in Vegas, and they're like, what's next for you? And she was like some photo shoots she was like i'm gonna be doing some photo shoots (laughs) bring your clothes bring your shoes i love a photo shoot and it was just very celine yeah it was brilliant so that is what she is up to it's good to good to hear from celine always it's the end of another week and before we go we want to remind you of how you can get in touch with us as we mentioned it has been lovely to hear from you on twitter and on instagram and even on email and these past few weeks we really really enjoy it and love to get those dms sliding on in so if you want to get in touch with us on instagram you can at queer longing we are also at queer longing on twitter and you can email us at queerlonging at gmail.com absolutely please do touch a touch a touch a get in touch with us but don't actually touch us because you know by consent exactly through the medium of dms and emails we love it love to see it love to see it whilst we wait for your chats come flocking through we will be loving you leaving you and longing for you until next time bye Things because we might need yeah. them for this. Yeah, well, I'll do a little, I will put in little. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> oh, not that. <laughs> um, find something. Um, right. Okay. Okay. We should just have them. <laughs> Let's just have them. 